Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I just wanted to take a second and give a shout out to every single place that's been watching or listening rather um, to the podcast. Uh, I'm going to just read off the list of countries because it amazes me every time. Um, So we have the United States, Canada, South Africa, Netherlands, Italy, Germany, Brazil, Finland, Turkey, Guatemala, United Kingdom, Nigeria, Thailand, Norway, Poland, Sweden, Ireland, Switzerland, Mexico, Australia, Greece, France, Hungary, Puerto Rico, Indonesia, Taiwan, Singapore, Belgium, Mongolia, New Zealand, Egypt, Philippines, Costa Rica, Denmark, South Korea, India, Czech, well, I don't even know how to say that, Czechia? I don't know. I don't know how you say it. Estonia, Japan, Ukraine, Trinidad and Tobago, Bahamas, Nepal, Spain, Botswana, and Portugal. Thank you so much. There's a lot of new ones on there that I hadn't even seen yet. So if you're from one of those places and you haven't reached out to us yet on Instagram or on Facebook, um, reach out to us. We love to hear from new listeners that are um, joining us and uh, we love to just get to meet these awesome people that have been um, sharing this podcast and and uh, and growing in the things of God along with us. So thank you so much. Um, I'm going to be talking today about something that is one of my favorite uh, subjects to to talk on, which is uh, purity and uh, basically coming at it from the perspective of fleeing from anything that has to do with worldliness or ungodliness. Um, I I have a really short chain um, on myself when it comes to these things. And uh, and, and since from a young age, the Lord started speaking to my heart, probably around 12 years old, 13 years old, just about, um, you know, the type of music, the type of TV shows and things um, like inputs of worldliness. And, And I started, you know, feeling strongly about those things and had the Holy Ghost speaking to me about those things, even from a very young age, impressionable time in my life. But um, I wanted to read a scripture in 2 Timothy 2.22. It says, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So I wanted to to um, to focus on the beginning of that verse where it says, "Flee also youthful lusts." You know, we from every angle are hit with um, you know with lust. You know, either lust uh, of you know sexual lust or lust of you know many different types of you know. I wish I was in that relationship. I wish I had that car. I wish I had that thing. Um, worldly, you know, worldly things to a person who doesn't have those things, um, it can become really easy to start lusting after the things that we don't have. But um, I, I do want to focus in more on um, the the lust that is, you know, uh, for impure things and sexual impurity, um, because I think that that is one of the things that we get bombarded with so much as a society. And even from such a young age, I mean, now it's it's in every single um, television show, even on kids' TV channels, everything is laced with this message and this agenda to take purity out of children and take purity out of young adults and just make, um, you know, make uh, sex and make everything that's, you know, uh, that God created to be pure and holy and within marriage and pervert it. And that's why we as Christians have to stand up 
um, and say, no, we're not going to, we're not going to stand for that. We're not going to listen to that. We're not going to, um, bring that into our homes. We're going to stand up for righteousness and godliness, even when there's, even when it's, it's difficult to do, but, uh, you know, there's such a reward on the other side of standing up for that. And, uh, anyway, so I want to, I want to focus in on just just for a second because a lot of times I'll I'll say something about music and uh, and the type of music that you listen to a lot of times when I'll have uh, you know somebody come and, and we're talking about purity and especially when it comes to um, sexual purity um, and I'll always ask them you know what kind of music are you listening to and nine times out of ten they're listening to music that is you know either secular or straightforward just um, you know full of you know just nonsense sense. And, uh, and, and people think, well, I'm just listening to this music. I just like the music just has a good beat. I like this, but you know, it's, it's not about the words cause it could be, you know, PG words, you know, but it's, it's the spirit that's behind it. Because when somebody is making that music, they're not operating under the spirit of the Holy ghost. They're operating under a spirit of lust. And they're, and the reason why they do that is because it sells. So they, they operate under that spirit. And that's why people buy those, those, uh, you know, buy their music is because it's, it's, uh, you know, backed by a lustful spirit. And so, um, that's, that is probably like 99% of all, (laughs) um, secular music. And so for me, it's just a, it's just a no brainer. I just don't listen to it. I don't bring it into my house. I don't bring it into my family. Um, not even, you know, we didn't play anything secular at our wedding, which people probably thought that that was kind of weird. Um, I mean, I know like the people at our wedding venue probably thought that was weird, but we, we've just drawn a line there, you know, for, for, for some people, they, they make allowances for certain things. But for me, where I see in the Bible, it says flee youthful lusts. I'm going to take that to the farthest degree because I'm not going to let anything in that has a spirit behind it that's trying to influence me. And then this is the other thing. People think that that lust only affects you when you're a single person. And that's not true because lust will destroy a marriage. Lust will do, you don't, it's a, it's a marriage destroyer. So if you don't deal with it before, if you don't deal with it now, if it's something that constantly bombards your thoughts, you have, you find yourself having impure thoughts. Um, you know, you find that there's things that you dwell on that you should not be dwelling on and visualize and all this, there's, this is the time right now. It will not be that you get married in five years from now and then, oh, it, it resolves itself. You, you have to take care of that and you have to flee from those things. Um, it, it, the Bible also says in Romans 13, uh, in, in verse 14, it says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. So what are we making provisions for? You know, if I was going to make provisions to go out on a, a camping trip, I would have to pack my bags. I would have to pack a tent. I would have to pack things so that I could cook. So the Bible is saying, don't make provisions for the flesh. You know, there's actually things that, that people do that make their, their, they're making their flesh ready to go out and, and and do the things that they're not supposed to be doing. And that's what are what are the inputs that are going in? You're making provisions for your flesh by listening to certain music, by watching certain things on TV, and by dwelling on certain thoughts in your head. That's how you make provision for the flesh. And then if you're in a relationship, making provisions for the flesh is is, is making, you know, 
nobody accidentally finds themselves up in sin. Nobody trips and falls and, and ends up in sin that you had to have, uh, you know, made a provision for that sin to happen. And so, um, what are you making provisions for? Uh, you know, are you making provisions for a holy lifestyle? Are you making provisions for a lifestyle where there's no, there's no way someone's gonna, someone's gonna accuse me of this thing or that thing, because I've made, I've made a standard in my life. I'm not even going to be seen in a way that could, that could make somebody else stumble or fall because I've made provisions for my life to stand out in a, in a godliness, in a, in a holiness. So you know, people get discouraged when it comes to this, when it comes to, when it comes to this situation, people get really discouraged and the devil likes to play on people, likes to bring up guilt, likes to bring up shame, things of the past. And people end up in the same situation over and over and over, whether it's, you know, maybe they dealt with pornography and they've tried to give it up multiple times and then they find them way, their way back into it, or they find their way back into a bad relationship over and over again, where it always ends up being a physical thing. And the thing is, is that the devil likes to make you think that there's no way out, that you're broken, that there's something wrong with you, that you, you know, you just can't get your stuff together, that you're just messed up. And he'd like to make you think that there's no way out of this situation. Um, and he'll give you a hundred reasons why. And, you know, the other thing that happens when people are in that place of shame and in that place of discouragement is that they don't want to run to God. They don't want to go into the presence of God because they feel that they're unworthy or they feel that they're dirty or they feel like God doesn't want them there. But that's totally a lie because God always, always welcomes you into his presence with open arms. God always welcomes you home. And, you know, five minutes in the presence of God can undo, you know, 50 years of work that the devil's been doing or, you know, 20 years of work, however old you may be, that the devil's tried and tried again and and again and again to put you in that place. Um, but God can undo that in five minutes or less in the presence of God. So God always makes a way of escape. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, it says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. You know, I remember hearing stories of, of, uh, of one of the youth pastors uh, or youth leaders. And they said, you know, when they were, when they were in high school and they were, uh, they had just, they, it was a, they were a boyfriend and girlfriend at the time and they had just gotten saved and they had been sexually un- impure before. And then after they got saved, it's like every single time they would get ready to go do something that they shouldn't do, somebody's phone would ring and then, or somebody would, you know, knock on the door or something would happen. And it's like, they realize they're like, man, God is serious when he says he's making a way of escape out of this, you know, he's, he's trying to help us out here, you know? And so that was kind of funny, but you know, really though, God will always make a way of escape, you know, and and a lot of times what happens is right when the situation or the scenario presents itself, the thing that's ungodly, the whatever this, the case is, you know, the person that you meet that you immediately feel in your spirit, no, that's wrong. This is not a good relationship. Or the, you know, the music that you put on in your car and you're like, ah, I shouldn't really be listening to this. This is, this is not good. Or, you know, whatever show, you know, you're like, oh, you watch the first episode and it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of trashy. It's not good. But then you like, 
you know, well, there's another episode. I just, I just want to see what happens. And then you end up, you know, watching the whole season of something that's just, you know, full of junk. And there's, there's something that you at one point overrode. And, and that was the Holy Ghost. You overrode that still small voice. You know, God is not going to, he's not going to hit you over the head, but he's going to speak to your heart because he cares about every single situation that you come across. He actually cares about the small things in your life. And he wants to, he's speaking to you at all times. He's speaking to you about every single decision that you're making. And so, um, he, he, if you, if you, but if you keep ignoring, if you push that voice aside, it gets quieter and quieter. And then to the point where you've hardened your heart and you don't hear the voice of God anymore. And so we have to learn how to fine tune our ears to the Holy Ghost, our our hearts to the Holy Ghost. And uh, in this, in the way you do that is by is by getting in the presence of God, is by praising and worshiping God, and praying in tongues, and fellowshipping with God. You know, somebody is not going to come out of their prayer closet after praying in tongues, worshiping God, and get out of there, and then go put, you know, and then go do something totally ungodly. You just aren't going to have both. You're not going to be doing both things. Um, you know, when you have that genuine relationship with God, when you're when you're 100 real with Him, and you're one. 100% in there's there the desires of the things of the world grow so dim they grow strangely dim like you don't even care about the things of the world to the point where it will even disgust you the things that um, maybe you used to entice you it will disgust you those things and and that's where that's a good place to be um, you know it shouldn't be hard to push away sin from your life it should be easy when you're a believer it should be easy to say okay no I can see that that's a plot of the enemy I can see what he's trying to do I can see that if I made that decision it's it's gonna pull me away from the call of God in my life, not going to pull me closer to God. It's going to pull me farther away from where I'm supposed to be. And so, um, you know, I just want to encourage you today, if you're listening to this and you found that over the years, you found that you've gone around the uh, the mountain again and again and again, and you've, and you've fallen into traps of the enemies when it comes to lust. I want to tell you, there is, there's nothing that's been, that's taken you too far away from God that where you cannot come back. You know, God loves you so much. He has a plan for your life. You're not going to, you're not going to end up on the devil's path for you away from God and, and spend an eternity away from God. You're going to end up in the, in the call of God for your life and the plan of God for your life. If you decide to do so, you know, you will not miss the call of God if you don't want to miss the call of God, it's your choice. It's your it's your church choice to say, okay, I'm going to purpose that my life is going to is going to be 100% for God. It's going to be 100% for Jesus. I'm not going to I'm not going to let anything in, even the small things. You know, the Bible says the little foxes spoil the vine. So it's the little things that we let into our lives that we don't think are a big deal. A lot of times people justify their actions by what other people's actions are because, well, this person's a Christian, but they do this, or this person's somebody I look up to and, and they do this. And so, you know, why can't I do this? Well, that's not what the, the Bible doesn't say. We're supposed to live by the, by somebody else's example that is a Christian and goes to church. We're supposed to live by the example of Jesus. And so if Jesus wasn't doing it, then I shouldn't be doing it. If, 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 
if I can find it in the word that it would that would it's it's not you know godly or holy, I'm not gonna make it a part of my everyday life, no matter who else is doing it. And you know when you decide that it it will make you different, it will make you stand out, and you're not the you're not gonna now go around to every single one of your friends and have to tell them you know you've you know you know you've really been messing up, you've really been doing this wrong. You know you don't have to go tell anybody. You just make the choice for yourself. You decide, and and don't look down on those people. You know what? You were just there, so don't don't look down on them, but just say, you know what, God, I'm deciding that I'm going to set my life apart from, from everything that this world has, from everything that, you know, even maybe other Christian people are doing. I'm going to make my life set apart because I want to, I want to make an impact in this world for Jesus. I want to make an impact in this world. And the only way to do that is by going someplace that you haven't gone before. And, uh, and a lot of that, a lot of times it's stepping it up in the area of purity, of holiness, fleeing from those things, um, that once were a part of our life, but we know, you know, we don't give up anything and not, you know, get it back. You know, we don't give up something that, that looked like sin. And then, and then we just lose out in life. We gain when we give up those things, we gain so, so much. So, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that today you're going to be strengthened to do the thing that God's called you to do and strengthened to go forward in the things of God and, and, and flee from anything that would try to hold you back. And today is a brand new day. Make that decision that you're not going backwards. You're going forwards with God in the name of Jesus. I love you. Have a great day. We'll see you soon.